0: A Spectator subscription is now better value than ever before. As a new subscriber joining today, you'll pay just £1 a week for unlimited online and app access in your first year. To subscribe today, go to spectator.co.uk forward slash unlimited.
1: Hello and welcome to a special Saturday edition of Coffeehouse Shots. Liz Truss is in the lead when it comes to the Tory leadership race though the race is not over yet but whoever enters number 10 they face a daunting entry of problems and to discuss that I'm joined by Isabel Hardman and James Forsythe. Now James just to kick things off obviously the biggest news from the week we just had has been the Bank of England and the fact that we're forecast a long recession what strikes you most from pretty much a horror warning that we had this week.
2: So There was so much bad news in that Bank of England report that sometimes you could have read down it and then was suddenly like, why isn't everyone talking about this? And then you realise they were talking about something else, a more immediate horror that grabbed their attention. I thought two things. One is the Bank of England is predicting a recession that starts in the final quarter of this year and goes on for over a year. Now that is not as deep a recession as the recession that followed the financial crash, but a longer one. And I think it's also fair to say, looking at their projections, we're not suddenly seeing a dramatic return to growth at the end of that recession. It is still anemic after that. The second thing is how high inflation remains for how long, which is they think that inflation will still be nine and a half percent in the third quarter of next year. And I think that that has big implications for things such as you know public sector pay. You know, how reasonable is it to ask people to accept below inflation pay increases? if this is not this is not a temporary spike in inflation this is a quite prolonged period of high inflation so i think that those are the things that most jumped out for me in terms of the politics of it and i think that we also you know energy prices again they are going to be over, according to Cornwall Insight, who everyone seems to regard as having the kind of best read on how the price cap will end up being calculated. They'll be over £3,000 for over a year. And again, I think this has implications because this is not, I don't think anymore, about a kind of one-time measure that will help families with one high energy bill. It's rather how do you help people adjust to an era in which these bills are going to be so high for so long.
1: Isabel, looking ahead to what greets the next Prime Minister, I mean, we had those warnings this week where both the Prime Minister and the Chancellor are currently on holiday, even if they're working remotely. So when the next Prime Minister enters number 10 and is not able to take holiday leave, what do you think is going to most worry them? Yeah, I
0: mean, probably appointing a a government that's going to feel present would be one of the first priorities for the new Prime Minister. There are some ministers who are in place at the moment as a result of the mass resignation from Boris Johnson's government who I'd say are probably more on summer internships than on a sort of long-term career trajectory in government and so the new prime minister will have to work out who to replace them with who's the most able and so on and so on and a part of that will be a sort of you know is it a unity reshuffle is it a way of bringing together the warring parts of the party is that possible but once they've got beyond that they and their newly appointed ministers need to get their head around so many different problems crises and you know it's not just it's not just the economy in this case it's actually the NHS it's the criminal justice system it's our appalling energy supply that we have in this country you know the the Tory leadership debate has, has really focused on energy bills fine That's a big concern for people, but it's also going to be a big concern if the lights start going off this winter. And there hasn't really been a particularly intelligent discussion about energy supply in this leadership contest at all. Then you look at the NHS and I have to say that even though both of them acknowledge that there is a big NHS crisis underway, what they then choose to talk about really just glides over the surface of what's going on both Truss and Sunak talk as though social care has been reformed or as though actually just a little bit more money could do with going into it when the health and care levy which Sunak obviously has to defend given he's taken so much flack for it isn't even going to social care yet and is going into the NHS backlog and the problem is is that you have this vicious circle where the NHS is going to continue to struggle to deal with its backlog if it can't discharge patients safely to local authority care packages which at the moment don't exist so there's that there's obviously the workforce issue in the NHS as well then you go further and look at I just mentioned the criminal justice system I mean I think if I were talking to which I I do reasonably regularly people who've been victims of domestic abuse or who've been raped at the moment i can't really recommend to them that they go through the criminal justice system because i think that the only thing that's guaranteed is that they'll be re-traumatized by a process that does not give them justice at the moment and again i don't think there's very much intelligent discussion of that you've had liz trust telling the police to go back to basics and solve more crimes great you know that would be lovely but there's this whole other a part of the criminal justice system, which she knows about because she was justice secretary, that is completely failing victims and indeed failing people who are accused and are on bail for you know years, accused of really serious crimes without having a chance to have their case heard either. So um, all in all, it's, it's actually not really a job that anyone would particularly want at the moment. The honeymoon period will probably be more of a sort of mini break before things start to get really difficult.
1: And yet they fight on. James, when it comes to the the backlogs now, I think the conventional wisdom about a year ago was key to winning a fifth term for the Tories is clearing the NHS backlog. How much harder has that job become in the face of the financial situation we're in?
2: So I think mean, the NHS backlog is becoming harder, not because of the financial situation, but because of... All of the ongoing medical things that make it so difficult to get there, so you've still got they're not they 're not as dramatic as they were before, but you're still having kind of waves of covid which means you've still got a number of beds taken up with covid you've still got staff absences with covid all of which are making it you know means that the waiting lists are still growing then you've had you know the kind of various consequences of the recent very hot weather which are not that dramatic but again all add up and then i think there is just you can't get around the fact that the nhs because of covid and particularly ambulance crews have been running hot for a prolonged period of time and so all of that strain is now showing i think The estimate is that the West Midlands Ambulance Service last month was thought to have lost something like 48,000 man-hours of time waiting to hand people over from ambulances into hospitals. And as Isabel said, you've still got all of these problems with social care and I think there's problems with social care, risk becoming more profound because, again, social care jobs tend not to pay very well. And I think there is a a real risk that with inflation so high and with the fact that the evidence at the moment seems to suggest that people who start a new job do better in terms of salary at the lower end of the income scale than people who stick with the job that they previously had whether you know you'll have more vacancies in social care this autumn and winter which will again make it more difficult to discharge people from hospital into social care and so i think how you deal with the the backlogs is becoming a bigger and bigger issue because it's worth remembering even before we got into all of this depressing litany that you know the backlogs were still not far off hitting 10 million and I think if the backlogs hit 10 million under a Tory government the suspicion unfair as it may be will always be that they've just not given the NHS enough money
1: and Isabel, just wondered on Labour, where do you think they come into all this? Because uh, we've had lots of attack adverts today, um, coming from Labour, basically deriding Liz Truss's economic plan saying, oh, well, this will you know hurt you on your mortgage, this will do these things, this could fuel inflation. And then you have Labour also attacking Rishi Sunak's plan saying, this is you know not going to stop inflation, he can't stop a recession. But yet, while Rachel Reeves, I think, has definitely won praise for things such as the windfall tax, which the Tories adopted, do we really have a sense yet of what a Keir Starmer government would do to deal with all these problems we just discussed?
0: Yeah, this is the really interesting thing, because you could say that the Tories at the moment feel a bit like the Conservatives in the early 90s, well, mid 90s, as they headed towards the, the 97 election, sort of tired out of ideas, potentially secretly thinking that time in opposition might be a bit of a relief. But the difference with then is is that obviously Labour was an energetic and regenerating force. And, I mean, that, that just isn't in evidence at the moment. You could say that Keir Starmer's done a lot of grunt work in terms of the, the party internally, but I'm not entirely sure he's executed that particularly well, given the spats that he's had uh, with his own front benches over picket lines, for instance. But that aside, does he have the sort of the energy, the vision, the, the excitement of... Um, well if Tony Blair you know has he moved the party from being its Kinnock figure to being its Blair figure I'm, I'm not sure that really if, if you talk privately to, to lots of Labour front benches they don't seem particularly energised at the moment either they see the the multiple crises the misfortune of the Tories and they think that's advantageous but they don't then say and just you know look at us we're raring to go.
1: Thank you Isabel thank you James and thank you for listening.